The University of Louisville hired Kenny Payne as its next head men's basketball coach. We'll talk about first reactions and more on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. Want to take this time, as always, to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Lockdown Level Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. It was finalized on Friday. Kenny Payne is the next head men's basketball coach for the University of Louisville. Uh, we'll talk about first reaction to the hire. We'll discuss um, some of the uh, benefits that he brings to the table for the program. And then we'll finish out the show talking about the baseball team's sweep over the number one ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish over the weekend. Uh, starting out with the initial hire of Kenny Payne, it was alluded to all week long. Um, and then finally, it was approved and announced on Friday morning. And this was something that most fans kind of expected. I know that uh, Jeremy Wallman, uh, Cardinal Sports Zone editor and co-founder, he was pretty much um, you know, adamant from the beginning that Kenny Payne was the guy. Um, he ended up being the guy. Uh, I do want to apologize, though, to start out with. I know that this is kind of late. Um, I've had some really bad Wi-Fi issues um, in the... Uh, probably about the Wednesday to Saturday range. So this is really the the, the first time that I was able to get this um, out there. So I apologize uh, for this being um, delayed and stuff like that. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, it's going to be a good week of content. A lot of um, you know men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, you know football, so on and so forth. A, a handful of guests to talk about. So. Um, We'll start out talking about the initial hire. I think that it's one of those that most Louisville fans kind of had a, a deep sigh of relief. They, um, I think that the majority of the fan base felt as if Kenny Payne was the guy, um, the guy that the Cardinals should hire. It seemed like the weeks leading up to it, there was a lot of he said, she said throughout the process, and um, fans got a little antsy with it being, um, you know, Chris Mack. Uh, agreeing to the buyout at the end of January, there was about a, a month and a half of, you know, no news. Um, there, it was a very, um, you know, tight-lipped situation to where there weren't a lot of leaks. And I, I got to give a quick shout out. I think that Louisville interim athletic director Josh Hurd did a fantastic job with this hire. Not only with the hire itself, because that's important, but I also feel like the way that he went about this hire. Um, number one. You know, the fact that there weren't many leaks, uh, you know, there were talks, you know, Bruce Pearl early on. But, you know, when he got the contract extension, it was pretty quickly put to rest of those rumors. Um, so but 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 since then, there weren't a lot of leaks. In fact, there probably wasn't any, um, you know, from the national side of things, even from the local media. 
um, you know, like I said, there was a lot of hearsay. There was a lot of he said, she said. That's why things kind of uh, made the fan base so antsy, so um, you know, cautious, so nervous and concerned is because there hadn't really been you know a, a list of candidates that had come out or even you know um, you know notifications like hey Louisville interviewed this guy or Louisville interviewed that guy. You know, the only real thing that we got from Josh Hurd was hey we are making. Um, you know, we're doing our due diligence. We are going through and we are, um, you know, hiring a search firm. We're vetting candidates. We're talking with candidates and stuff like that. And I think that Josh Hurd doing his due diligence, I mean, I think that he handled this really well. And I'm not saying that, you know, he's going to get the um, athletic director position because I, I think that, um, you know, it seems like we're still a little ways away for that, but I feel as if, you know, Josh Hurd really did good things in this coaching search. I, I think that, um, you know, he fit his timeline, got the hire, um, you know, kind of right after the season, a week after the season to where, you know, um, the Louisville doesn't have to wait any longer to start recruiting, to start getting things together and trying to get the roster together. But I also feel like he did his homework. He went through it the right way. He didn't just say, okay, I've got my my uh, candidate. Let's go hire him and we'll be done with it. I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, that's how he operated. I think that he made some interviews. He went through the vetting process. He um, did a great job of just exhausting all avenues of research and, and, um, ultimately, you know, making sure that this was the right fit for the University of Louisville. When Jeremy Wallman hops on the show um, this week, we're going to discuss ultimately, um, you know, what we like from the press conference. And I, but, but for starters, I think that Josh Hurd did well at the press conference as well. He's caught in a lot of flack because um, people say, okay, well, if Kenny Payne is the guy, why is he why is he not hired right now? Um, you know, the season ended. 13 minutes ago, why is Kenny Payne not being announced as the next level men's head basketball coach? I think that's literally just, um, you know, just the impatience of the fan base, um, you know, just the antsiness and overall um, kind of caution um, to believe that Kenny Payne was the guy because we just didn't have any information on what the inside was looking like um, for the most part. So ultimately, you know, Shout out to to Mr. Hurd. Um, definitely appreciative of this coaching search. How he not only made the hire but handled himself and handled um, the um, publicity of the hire as well. Very very excited for this hire. I think that Kenny Payne checks off a lot of boxes of what you were looking for in the next head basketball coach of this program in particular. Um, when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to unifying the fan base, when it comes to success, so on and so forth. We'll talk more about that here in the next segment. But ultimately, um, I think the main reaction for me was just relief because I had gotten on the Kenny Payne train, um, you know, ever since his name kind of got mentioned in talks a couple months ago when it seemed like, you know, Chris Mack wasn't going to be the head coach next season. I, I remember thinking to myself, who do I believe is going to be able to return Louisville to its national uh, prominent or na to its prominence on the national level? I think that this is the right hire. Um, there have been some concerns uh, about this hire uh, due to lack of uh, lack of experience, um, you know, so on and so forth. But I, I do think that this is the right hire for the university. We'll can we'll break that down throughout the next week, week and a half, two weeks, when we talk about the staff being added, 
um, some possible recruiting and stuff like that. But ultimately, pretty solid hire. Um, I, I think people will say that it was the the obvious hire, and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not, um, you know, saying you're wrong or anything like that. But I, I think that the the thing that impresses me most about Josh Hurd was his just attention to detail. And, um, you know, what I mean by that is just researching a lot of candidates and uh, making sure that, you know, I think the biggest fallacy is is that you can truly this. I guess the fallacy is that you know, both things can be true at one time. You can truly believe that Kenny Payne might be the guy for the job. But going through and doing your homework and making sure that this is the right decision for the university. Uh, I, I respect that line of thinking from Mr. Hurd and, um, you know, overall glad to have him you'll have made this hire. So, but um, despite if you think it's obvious or not, I think it's the right hire. Obviously you still have to win basketball games, but the way that this has unified the fan base already, I mean, we're, we're starting to see, to see the decision pay dividends already. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about um, why Kenny Payne is the right man for the job here in the next segment. After we talk about our friends, beginning with the title sponsor of the show, stat hero, I love March Madness, and I love these brackets, but sometimes I can't even really remember the last time I was truly successful um, when it comes to, you know, going deep in, in the tournament with, with a successful bracket or winning any money in a, um, in a um, you know, company pool or anything like that. Um, that's why I feel like you need to learn from my mistakes and go to Stat Hero. Stat Hero allows you to hedge bets with NCAA Pick'em contests, their Pick'ems, Pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Um, in addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups. You can they simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. Uh, this is this is simply what daily fantasy was meant to be. So you can sign up for free right now at stathero.com/slash/lockedon and use the promo code lockedon for a one hundred percent deposit match. That's stathero.com/slash/lockedon while using the promo code lockedon. For a 100% deposit match. Also, want to talk about our friends over at Bill Bar. Um, you know, late March, mid to late March is usually kind of the year where, I mean, my resolutions were long out the window. I've given up on them by now. But this year, I have stayed committed to eating right. And one of the reasons why I've been able to do that is through Built Bar. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Um, it's made with 100% real chocolate. There are a variety of different flavors if they think that a flavor is going to taste good i mean they will make it they'll figure out how to make it healthy after uh, like i mentioned covered in 100 real chocolate they're low calorie high in protein you can go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart and check out all of the numbers and the figures um, at built bar they're all about taste they make it taste delicious first then figure out how to make it healthy after. And I don't know how, but it seems like they pull it off every single time. So you need to do yourself a favor. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. As always, I want to take this time to thank you personally for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked on Global podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team, Every day, the Kenny Payne hire, in my opinion, was the right decision for a, a couple different reasons. Um, I think that number one, unifying the fan base, I feel like has to be at the forefront of why I feel good about this decision. 
I've never seen this fan base as divided as it is now. Obviously, with technology, um, you know, there are a lot of great benefits, but one of the drawbacks is the fact that social media sometimes can create a division between um, a you know a group, in this case, a fan base, you know, a country, um, you know, even a family. I mean, you know, so on and so forth. So you know, social media ha has really um, kind of been a, a villain when it comes to trying to keep a fan base unified because I, I feel like, um, and, and I, it's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, at the end of the day, it's really just differentiating opinion. But when, you know, a lot of people have access to that opinion, um, you know, I mean, you'll, you'll see some more division than you, you, you would have, you know, this time a decade ago or two decades ago. And I'm not saying that social media is the root of all evil. And I'm not saying that this little fan base is, um, you know, not able to be uh, reunited because I think we're seeing that now. I'm just, I'm just saying that um, opinions are more accessible. You know, it's, it's more of a, on a grand scale, a, a more of a mainstream. So you're seeing a lot more opinions. And I feel like um, over the past couple of years, the global fan base over a handful of different issues and debates and stuff like that has just gotten so divided. And I feel like this hire had the potential to immediately um, see some results in getting this fan base reunited. And it's doing that once he got hired or once the word was out that Kenny Payne was getting hired. I haven't seen this fan base rejoice in, in, in a way like it had over the weekend um, in quite some time. I mean, it was definitely um, it was definitely a breath of fresh air. So um, at the end of the day, I, I like it for that reason, in, in the sense that it reunifies this fan base or it unifies the fan base, unites it. Um, because at the end of the day, I think that that's one thing that kind of makes me upset as a Louisville fan is seeing how divided this fan base gets. Also, from the recruiting aspect of things, I think that that is a big aspect of this as well. You know, it's been talked about over and over of how good of a recruiter Kenny Payne is um, on Kentucky staff, you know, so on and so forth. His affiliations with Nike, his affiliations with Adidas. Um, uh, you know, Kenny Payne said in his press conference that, you know, the Nike – relationship it's not a working relate relationship it's a family relationship so um you know i'm not Im implying that you know any um you know nike benefiting is going to go down or anything like that um i do think that kenny Payne is just a very solid recruiter i think that um you know you have a guy that players are really able to relate to he's very well spoken i think that his um you know his priorities uh, he has his priorities in the right place of wanting what's best, not only for the university, but for the student athletes. And, um, you know, this is a, a two way relationship is what he called it in his press conference. You know, he said, look, yeah, it has to be good for the university, but it also has to fit for the um, the recruit personally because they have dreams as well. And he wants dream chasers. He wants guys that want to go to Louisville to sacrifice um, something, you know, you know, you know, sacrifice time, you know, with hard work, with passion, with dedication to achieve those goals for um, both the both the uh, player and for the university. So I think that, um, you know, Kenny Payne, you know, his, his vision for what this program can be. I, I really am, am glad that he is at the helm um, recruiting. Obviously, we, we've talked about, you know, their possibility of Louisville becoming a big player for DJ Wagner, the number one recruit in the 2023 recruiting class. There's a handful of other guys that have been talked about, um, possible to 2022 five-star point guard, Scott Clark, the uh, 
Uh, Kentucky decommitment, he's another player that has been rumored to possibly be taking a look at Louisville. And then obviously you have some possible five-star um, uh, 2023 five stars that could possibly you know look into reclassifying outside of you know unifying the fan base um, recruiting you also have um, the aspect of player development uh, the players that have played for him in the past um, you know at Kentucky we're talking about Anthony Davis um, Julius Randall who just came out um, after the hire and was very very adamant that he uh, you know owes a lot to Kenny Payne in terms of player development. We saw what uh, Kenny was able to do for Julius Randle, for R.J. Barrett up with the Knicks, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein at Kentucky, Nick Richards, P.J. Washington, the, the list goes on. Not only has Kenny Payne been rumored to be a great recruiter, or not rumored, proven to be a great recruiter, he's also been uh, very, very solid in the aspect of player development. So I think that, you know, being able to develop the players on the roster, you know, recruit very solid players on the team and then also be able to unite the fan base it, it, it just feels like the right hire for a couple of different reasons right um you know there there obviously is the aspect of uh, head coaching experience um you know what do the x's and o's look like what is the scheme what is the game plan etc so on and so forth but i i just feel like um you know you unify the fan base not only the fan base but you you get a lot of former players on board you get, you know, possibly some big-time donors back on board, um, and then obviously the fan base and, and stuff like that. So, so on and so forth. Um, there's a lot of benefits for this hire. Now, obviously, you have to be patient. You know, the expectation shouldn't be that Kenny Payne's going to win an, a national title in year one with the program, nor would possibly any coach that comes in, um, you know, whether they're in the college realm or NBA or, you know, whether they're coaching the number one team in the country or the worst team in the country. You know, I think that there's some work that needs to be done with this roster. And um, I, I am very confident that with Kenny Payne's ability to recruit, his ability to, um, you know, just ultimately uh, relate with the, you know, student athletes, the recruits, and be able to, um, you know, recruit not only them, but their families as well. And once they get to a little with the aspect of developing, developing them, you know, both as young men and as players on the basketball court, a very, very solid hire, in my opinion, for the University of Louisville men's basketball program. And as I mentioned, we're going to continue to talk about Kenny Payne and the hire itself over the next week as we head into April. So, um, but with the final segment of the show, I, I want to take a little bit of a step back um, with women's basketball having not played yet by the time that this is recorded. This is being recorded at 5 o'clock on, on Sunday afternoon. Um, and then, obviously, um, you know, possible matchup in the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 wouldn't necessarily be determined until tomorrow night anyway. We're going to hold off on the women's basketball section of the show until um you know the the tuesday episode so with the conclusion of this one we'll talk about the baseball team sweeping the notre dame fighting iris then let me rephrase sweeping the number one ranked notre dame fighting irish over the weekend the cardinals are on a roll we'll talk about what went right for the cardinals and why i told you at the beginning of the season it was not the right time to panic dan mcdonald's team has looked like they have turned a corner we'll discuss why that is here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online, It's that time of the year again. College basketball's tournament is in the full swing of things. You need to get in on this opportunity from all the latest odds, contests, and player pops. Bet Online is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and uh, sports betting. Sports betting. 
Sports betting needs an info. It remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Final segment of the show the baseball team. A clean sweep over the number one ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish over the weekend. The Cardinals are now 16-4 and four on the season. They are winners of their last six. Um, that includes, um, you know, a win against TCU. Um, I guess it, it doesn't include that, but they have a win against TCU in a midweek, uh, a midweek game, uh, number the 15th ranked uh, Horned Frogs. Uh, a series win over Michigan. Um, a win over North, Northern Kentucky and then Bellarmine, and then obviously the sweep over Notre Dame. 16-11 on Friday, 8-1 on Saturday, 7-5 on Sunday. We'll start out talking about the 16-11 game. I think that, uh, you know, it, it started out, um, you know, a little up and down, obviously. It went back and forth. The teams uh, took turns getting runners across across the plate. Tate Keener kind of struggled. Uh, the Friday starter only pitched three innings, six hits, five earned runs. Uh, Ryan Hawks got the win, but in his three innings, he gave up six hits and, uh, I'm sorry, five earned runs for Keener, five earned runs for Ryan Hawks. Got a good inning from Garrett Schmeltz. Caleb Corbett gave up uh, an earned run, and then Michael Prosecki shut the door on the Fighting Irish. But overall, um, it was a big game for the Cardinal offense. 16 runs, home runs from Cameron Masterman and Levi Usher. Um, a lot of doubles in this one. Logan Beard had one, Jack Payton had two, Napchek had one, and Dalton Rushing as well. Just an overall aspect of the Cardinals putting it on a team, and I think that this offense has really, really been solid. We saw that on Saturday when the Cardinals went 8-1. to Jared Poland on the mound, the Saturday starter, had another good outing, perhaps one of his best outings as a Cardinal. Seven innings of three-hit baseball, zero runs allowed, 10 strikeouts to one walk. Uh, ben Wigman uh, had only pitched, um, you know, one t- one um, one third of an inning, gave up an earned run, and then Evan Webster came in um, one and two thirds innings and shut the door on the Fighting Irish. And then we turn to the Sunday matchup. The ability to sweep the Fighting Irish was put on the card shoulders on Sunday. Um, Louisville opened up with a one zero lead with a Masterman um, Masterman advancing to second. Metzinger scored on a wild pitch. And then Notre Dame went out and uh, took the lead 2-1 to one in the fourth. Cardinals put up a three spot in the sixth inning. Uh, Notre Dame answered with a three spot. And then uh, the Cardinals two on, two out in the bottom of the eighth inning. Isaac Humphrey, the outfielder, hit an absolute, I mean, it was a tank to right field. I think 414, 416 feet. I mean, it was a moonshot. Um, the Cardinals went ahead and they won the matchup against the Irish on the mound. Uh, for the Cardinals. Riley Phillips has put together a really impressive season so far. Uh, pitched six innings, had a quality start, gave up only two earned runs. Cade Grundy um, kind of struggled. Um, faced, I think he faced, um, I, I forget how many batters he faced, but he gave up an earned run. Uh, two walks, struggled with command. Kyle Walter, uh, an innings work of, um, or an innings, yeah, innings worth of work. Michael Persecchi as well, both of them pitching an inning. Uh, each with one strikeout, no hits, no walks, no runs earned. So uh, I thought it was a, a great weekend for the Cardinals, um, you know, 
offense. I think that, you know, they, they didn't score less than seven. Cardinals offense has been great all year. It's really been the pitching staff, um, you know, Tate Keener, Jared Poland, and now, you know, Riley Phillips. It seems like the weekend starters have been solid. You have guys in the bullpen, um, you know, like like Michael Prosecki, you know, so on and so forth that have been solid, but they need to have, you know, more players step up and be consistent, um, especially for a midweek starter. I think Seamus Barrett has the stuff. He has the uh, stuff to be a very, very solid pitcher. Um, but the um, I think the name of the game with him and a lot of other of these guys that don't necessarily have a ton of experience, it's a matter of getting the consistency down and the command, finding the strike zone, stuff like that. And once they get the command down, if this pitching staff, especially if this bullpen can um, you know pick up some of the slack, I think that you know this Cardinal team is – I mean, the, the, the sky is the limit. This team is should definitely be ranked come the new rankings. I mean, you're 16-4. and four. There's teams in the top 25 that have more than four losses. And, you know, coming off of, uh, you know, a, a top 20 win against TCU a couple weeks ago and now uh, three straight wins over the number one team in the country, according to Baseball America, in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, entering the weekend with one loss. They go back to South Bend with four. So um, very, very excited for the Cardinals. The Cardinals will turn around and play the last game, the homestand, on Tuesday as they host Lipscomb 6 o'clock first pitch at Jim Patterson Stadium. They then travel on the road for their first ACC series with the Boston College Eagles up in um, Brighton, Massachusetts. So um, you know, quick turnaround, obviously long season, so you have to uh, have a little bit of a short-term memory and, and be able to turn the page, never get too high, never get too low. But ultimately – very, very, um, ex- very ecstatic about the weekend that the baseball team just had. They should be ranked come the new rankings, um, whenever that may be. But, um, you know, before we get out of here, I, I want to give a, a shout out to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. You can check out the most recent one at cardinalsportszone.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. There's probably going to be two episodes for Tuesday. Um, we'll talk about the women's basketball side of things with a mailbag segment to, to uh, cap off that episode. We'll also have a special guest um, for the episode or for the Tuesday slate to talk about um, spring football, um, so on and so forth. Now, do yourself a favor. Make Locked On um, NFL Draft your second listen of the day. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. But that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. It's going to be a jam-packed week full of content. Sorry for all the delays and the days where there haven't been a show. There are going to be uh, plenty for you to listen to this week as, you know, the month of March, uh, you know, winds down. Somewhat comes to an end. I think there's two weeks left of March. But I digress. That'll wrap up this uh, Monday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. Have a great week. Uh, Go Cards. And we will see you right back here tomorrow.